Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everybody. Hi. Recording live from somewhere. What's good, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. Big show packed for you guys today. We're going to take a look at the newest lineup up front for the Winnipeg Jets. Some people's wildest dreams have come true. So we'll break that down, and I'll give you my thoughts on how the Jets look up front as they head into Calgary for a one-and-done before... Hopefully, two more free spots on the bingo card against the Senators coming up this week. And a great interview as well. Lisa Dillman from The Athletic joined me. We take a look at a pretty crazy journey for one of the newest members of the Winnipeg Jets. So we'll get to that in just a second. But first, the big game's over and now it's time to head from the stadium back to the octagon. Two of the sport's most respected fighters step right back in this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. I figured it out. Haven't won yet but maybe you'll be a little more lucky than I am. All you got to do is pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than competing for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, of course, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So far, I've I've made a I've made a couple bucks on on DraftKings on on hockey in the NHL. Didn't have a very good Super Bowl day betting. That I had a bit of a rough one betting with DraftKings for the Super Bowl and the big game. Hopefully, you guys had a little more luck than I did. I did though. I believe eat my weight in a Super Bowl feast. You know, I think right now I'm I'm more dip than I am man. And I, I promised myself, you know, I, oh God, I, I don't even know. It, it must have been like nine o'clock, the third quarter of the game. I was like, that's it. 
diet time. It's over. I like I have only vegetables, only water. I'm not I'm not going back to the old ways. I gotta I gotta find a way to drop a couple LBs. And I had a good morning and then things kind of fell apart. Just just the biggest pasta dish for supper, and then I have a I have one of those Reese's pieces for dessert that I'm gonna absolutely demolish in a in a little bit here. So uh, we'll we'll try again. I was gonna say we'll try again tomorrow, but maybe we'll push it to next week. We'll see what next Monday has to bring. Uh, but enough about the Super Bowl. Let's get to the Winnipeg Jets. They had some big news of their own on Sunday, like we touched on earlier. There, a new lineup, and looky, looky at this down the middle depth chart: Mark Scheifele, Pierre Luc Dubois, Paul Stasny, and Adam Lowry. Yeah, Paul Maurice opting to go for balance. I'm I'm a little surprised at that, to be honest. I thought. You know, just looking at what Paul Maurice has done in the past, he's going to try and load up the top six or the top nine as much as he can. And then the fourth line gets basically the scraps and what's left over. And that's how I thought he'd go about it here. But this is, like, man, I, I want to know your thoughts, obviously. So, again, hit me up on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewiki or on the podcast Twitter account at Skates Plates Pod. How can you not be jacked up right now in Winnipeg when you saw the lineup, right? It's pretty much perfect here. Cop Shifley Ehlers stays the same. I, I think a lot of people are going to be happy with that. They've looked tremendous so far. Maybe the three best forwards on the team so far this year. And then the intrigue starts with, I guess, quote unquote, line two. Pierre-Luc Dubois, the new guy, is going to be centering Kyle Connor and Trevor Lewis. That's right, Trevor Lewis. How about that for an opportunity? And by the way, in about five minutes or so, Lisa Dillman from The Athletic had a great piece on Trevor Lewis and his off-season journey to get to Winnipeg. And so we'll talk with Lisa in a little bit, but she's got some tremendous insight on what he has brought so far and what he could bring even more so to the team as the season moves along. That's followed up by Stasny Wheeler Veselainen. Christian Veselainen getting a chance behind, beside a couple of wily vets. So what an opportunity for the kid there. And then a fourth line of Adam Lowry, who one of the hottest jets this season, he's with Matthew Perot and Mason Appleton. So thoughts on this, I guess what jumps off the page is that center depth wise, this is about as good as it gets in the NHL. I know, you know, Dom from the athletic after the move had the jets with, I believe, you know, by his model or, or whatever, the sixth most wins down the middle in the NHL. But I would argue that, you know, depth-wise, the Jets might, maybe outside of Tampa Bay, they might be the deepest team down the middle in the NHL. Because a lot of those wins, I mean, like teams like Edmonton are ahead of them, for example. And obviously, McDavid, Drysaddle are going to, you know, their value alone is going to blow everything out of the water. But, I mean, come on. How many... Paul Stasny, Adam Lowry in your bottom six. Are you kidding me? There's, ah, you have to show me. I don't, I don't think there's a team out there that has that kind of depth down the middle in their bottom six. If that, if that's what it ends up being, but even not like the, I mean, Dubois and Shifley, like it's, it's pretty wild what the jets have, have put together in a short amount of time here. So I'm really excited. I think this is going to be great. Let's just go line by line here quickly. The top line of, of Shifley, Kopp, and Ehlers, I mean, their play's been great so far together. The points haven't, you know, totally popped off the page just yet. But they are about as solid as I think Jets fans were hoping when they were put together. What I'm more intrigued now with the way the lineup is set up is I think we're going to get an even better Mark Shifley moving forward here. He's at 22-30 right now. 
But with the way the lineup set, he could lead this team with time on ice among forwards, and he could play 18 minutes a night. That's what's going on in Montreal right now. I believe Nick Suzuki is their time on ice leader. He's at 18-19. The next closest is 1640, right? I'm just so intrigued here by that opportunity for the Jets where you're going to get Mark Shifley, who maybe doesn't have to try and conserve energy out there. Nice short shifts. And maybe he finds a way to add a little bit on the defensive side of his game to go along with, you know, 14 points in 11 games. I, I think Mark Shifley might be the one that benefits maybe the most out of all this. Or maybe the points don't jump off the page, but if he's producing in limited minutes, the team as a whole is better. Then we get to line two. I, I do think the Jets wanted to put Dubois with either Ehlers or Connor. You know, th- those are the two top-line young wingers this team has, and I think they want one with Shifley, one with Dubois. I get not wanting to break up Shifley Ehlers' cop right now, so Dubois gets the call with Kyle Connor. I, I'm fascinated to see how that works out. And, I mean, how about that for a chance? Trevor Lewis, 34 years old. You know, he's almost 15 years into the NHL, and I don't think he's had an opportunity like this before to try and produce offensively, but he's coming off that beauty of a snipe the other night shorthanded. So maybe Paul Maurice has seen something that he likes out of the old guy. I I would have liked to have seen Mason Appleton get the shot up there. I think he has more offensive punch, but I do get wanting Appleton and Lowry to stay together because they've played so well for the Jets this season. Stasny, Wheeler, Veselainen. I like Stasny and Wheeler together. Uh, Two buddies as well. I think they're going to fit well on the ice. But how cool is that for young Christian Veselainen? Like, you want an opportunity, kid, to show that you could perform with high-level players in the NHL? This is it. Like, this is a big, big shot for him right now. And I don't think he's going to get a juicier opportunity all year, especially on the left side. Connor Ehlers and Kopp always going to be ahead of him. This is just a great, great chance for Christian Veselainen to maybe fulfill the promise that we just haven't seen yet in Winnipeg. So I, I, I love the fact that Paul Maurice is giving him a shot there instead of kind of leaning to the veteran Matthew Pro a little bit below him. But we get to that fourth line now. I would have to go around the league and, and look it up. I don't think there is one better. I don't think there's a fourth line better in the NHL than, than Lowry Pro Appleton. You know, and Matthew Pro has kind of under the radar been one of the sneaky good performers for the Jets this season. He's been outstanding. I think he leads the team in basically every analytical category. He's just been really good in in limited minutes, and he looks like maybe that time off has allowed his body to heal up because he's been really, really strong for the Jets this season. And Mason Appleton is having a remarkable year. He's just been outstanding. And and so to have those three as your fourth line, uh, I mean, you feel so damn comfortable if you're Paul Maurice giving them 12, 13, 14 minutes. I'm just, I'm fascinated to see the time on ice at the very least in this upcoming game against the Calgary Flames, let alone how each line does. But get ready, Jets fans. This is something that, I mean, it could pay dividends, maybe not immediately, but down the road come April and May, potential playoff run. This team's going to be a lot fresher up front when you have, you know, your top guys not even sniffing 20 minutes a night. I think this is really exciting. And obviously, all eyes going to be on Pierre-Luc Dubois and his season debut. His Sorry, his Winnipeg Jets debut. It's just a fascinating storylines all around for this upcoming game against the Calgary Flames. We'll break that one down in Friday's episode, as well as one of the two against the Senators. But first, a very important guest stopped by and joined me for a little chat about one of the newest Winnipeg Jets. 
Very pleased now to be joined with senior writer for The Athletic, covering the LA Kings and the rest of the NHL, Lisa Dillman. Lisa, how's it going tonight? Well, I'm just great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I was telling you, this is the perfect time. I'm just getting ready to watch... uh some minor league hockey on my laptop. <laughs> the, the Ontario Reigns playing Vegas's minor league team in Henderson. So there you go. Any, anyone that questions your, your hockey intensity, I think <laughs> AHL game on the laptop is up at the top of the list. I know. If you told me that I'd be doing that a few years ago, I might have thought, hmm, okay. I don't <laughs> know if I'd buy that. Yeah. But, they, you know, we have Quinton Byfield. It's a second professional game. Alex Turcotte is second pro game. And then Arthur Kaliev, who was called mm-hmm. up briefly last week. So they've got quite a star-studded cast there. And uh, there's, there's just the interest in, in the prospects is just off the charts. I mean, people are are probably a little bit more interested in them right now than they are in <laughs> yeah. things that are going on in the NHL. Yeah, no, th- and that's fair from a, from a fan perspective. I didn't know Byfield had made his debut. I guess it would have been against, was it against San Diego or was it against Henderson? And, he and how did this? Henderson just, just a couple of days ago. Okay. He, he'd been, he, had, he was hurt in a preseason game. He scored in the first period um, and played a little bit in the second. That was it. Then he was off the ice for like, you know, about a week or so, came back, skated in a couple practices, and I guess that they determined he was fit enough to uh, slot in. So they kind of they had to reshuffle the lines a little bit because Turcotte had been out too. So they, you know, put two centers in there, and then they had some sort of lines that hadn't really been together. Mm-hmm. But um, they, you know, they did some interesting things. Quentin, Quentin Byfield had an assist in the first period and stopped in a breakaway in the second. So, you know, I was getting all these messages from the fan base during the game. <laughs> Because <laughs> I guess AHL had a free preview, too, so that's why a lot of people were watching. Anytime a youngster gets a point, it's, all right, can we get the call up now, please? It's the second oh, period, know, let's get I it know. going. And, like, yeah, the Duck, I mean, shifting topics a little bit, Duck fans are are up in an uproar. They want Trevor Zegras in Anaheim <laughs> <Now>. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Including Tim Mussolini. He, he, he's, been, he's been posting publicly about it and putting a little pressure on, which is just hilarious. Oh, and we're, yeah, very familiar with Timu here in this city. So I, I imagine that if, if Mr. Solani's making a push, that maybe the kid's going to be there sooner than later. Well, um, I've never seen him do that. Yeah, I've never seen him publicly come out and you know, yeah. push for a player to be called up. It's pretty hilarious. Now, you had a great piece uh, just a few days ago about one of the newer Jets, Trevor Lewis, and I, I guess all the insanity that is the pandemic and trying to move an entire family with a new job into a new city. We'll get into all that in just a second, but can you let our listeners know, because you've covered the Kings for, for decades now, just what Trevor Lewis meant to the Kings organization, because I didn't really know this. You know, until I read your story and, and did a bit of a deeper dive, but he is absolutely beloved by both the team and by the fan base. Oh yeah, absolutely. There there was quite an uproar when they when they dared to give his number twenty two uh, away to Andreas Athanasiou. Really? And, uh, <laughs> it's like hey, it's too soon to do this. And uh, um, you know, I, I wasn't covering. I, I covered the team during the Wayne Gretzky era. Then I went and covered professional tennis for about ten years. Then I kind of came back briefly, right, right, actually, the start of Trevor's career. And then I went off and did the Clippers for three years in the NBA, and then came back again the season they they won it. Coincidentally, in in 2012, um, I can take no credit for being good luck at all, <laughs> but it just was luck, precipitate, you know, just lucky coincidence. And uh, he's. A prototypical, you know, it's a cliche, heart and soul guy, but that's who he is. Uh, I always have a lot of fun teasing him. Uh, I don't know if I could say this word on the podcast, but I always say, Trevor, you were the only player that never 
you know, PO'd, uh, pissed, pissed off Daryl Sutter. <laughs> he said, oh, I'm sure I did at some point. Yeah, but he, he's the kind of player coaches just love. Even taskmaster, you know, even you know, hard-driving coaches like Daryl Sutter. And, and Paul Maurice, I asked one on the Zoom call the other day to, to get ready for the story to ask Paul a few questions, and you could tell how highly he thinks of Trevor after, you know, well, I guess it's 11 games now. Can you maybe just touch on what Paul Marie said when you asked him about Trevor Lewis? Well, he, he made a point that, that I had kind of, I'd kind of wondered what was going to happen, how the long pause was going to affect veterans. And, you know, Trevor turned 34 in January. Um, in, in L.A., we're sort of seeing it with Jeff Carter and Dustin Brown and then and players that have a lot of mileage on them and how, how the pause would impact them. And, and, and Paul brought it up, actually, before I even sort of, went down that, that road, he said that he thinks that Trevor has gotten a little bit faster than he remembers. Um, the guy's always been in great shape, but he says, I think he's gotten quicker. He pointed out there's a few players that he's noticed that have taken that time and used it effectively um, that are just great consummate pros, but you, know, you, just, you, just, you just get beat up after all these years. Even, mm-hmm. even younger players like Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty, they have so many miles on them from those championship runs you know, to in the international game. And with Trevor Lewis, he always, you know, foundationally, always really solid, excellent penalty killer, which is what Paul Maurice talked about. And I think, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure, um, you know, Dave Lowry probably put in a pretty good word for him when Dave joined the coaching staff. You know, I'm, I'm so stupid sometimes. Maybe it's just sleep deprivation with a, with a new baby. But the first couple sentences of your article, you go into Trevor Lewis making some salmon for members of his family, and he said, oh, it's not for the kids, it's for Forbes. And I was like, that's a weird name for a dog. I, I've never heard that one before. And then, of course, you explain, yeah, duh, Derek Forbort. <laughs> but Trevor Lewis, and, and part of this craziness that all happened here is that he has to move up here, and, I mean, I guess luckily for him, he's able to join a fellow king and live with them for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Basically, when, when he had to quarantine after coming across the border, uh, Derek moved out, and I, I forgot where he went, but he sort of left the house for Trevor. Um, and, and so this musical, musical, I don't know if they're counting those houses or whatnot, <laughs> but, but it, it really worked out well. And, you know, Nate Thompson, of course, is in the organization, too. So, you know, like there's quite a, quite a, you know, bunch of, there's a lot of, quite a bit of King's influence there right now. Um, but yeah, Derek Forbert, I you know covered him quite a bit too, and you know, he's this kind of happy-go-lucky sort of you know goofy, fun-loving guy. And um, you know, I messaged Trevor and I said, "Can you do this interview?" He says, "Yeah, I'll call you. I'll call you after dinner." And then he said, "I'm cooking for Forbes. He's helpless." <laughs> <laughs> so I got a good laugh over that. And so, like ten minutes ten minutes away from where Trevor and Derek. You know, were eating dinner was was Trevor's family, his wife Kara and the kids, the twins. So, I mean, I'm sure you can appreciate this because you just mentioned you have a newborn. But you know, trying to try to navigate logistics with twins oh and gosh. flying and connecting. I guess they, I'm guessing they connected through Minneapolis. But she luckily had her her mother mother in law Linda Lewis to help. Thank goodness, because I mean, I don't know about you, but. Uh, every time I go into an airport, I see a single, or I see a mom or a dad by themselves struggling with kids. I just my heart goes out to them. You want to cry? Yeah, I mean they have so much stuff. It's like they're going on a you know a two week safari. You know. <laughs> so she, so they got there. You know they're they're quarantining and they have seen very little of him. 
you know, lately, just around the Christmas holidays, but not much since then. And, uh, and you know, he's dropping off groceries at the doorstep, and you know, they, they talked about wanting to, you know, come to the window and wave to the kids. But, you know, I think they kind of figured it might upset the kids more than it would, would, would help. You know, like, how come Daddy can't come in? A, a two-and-a-half-year-old can't understand that. I, I mean, it's just, there, there's so many... I guess, untold things that happen behind the scenes that people forget with pro athletes because I think people forget they're actual people sometimes. Um, oh, but yeah, can you just yeah. touch on, like you mentioned some of the the travel and, you know, the kids are here, but he's there, wife, mother, all that. Just, just go into the process of what it's like for, I guess, Trevor specifically here, but just to move cross country and then trying to find a place to stay and just everything that has gone into Something as simple as just him signing a one-year deal eventually with the Jets. Yeah, well, I'm sure the team, you know, the team, they, you know, they talked about how the Jets have helped helped him out. And I don't know if the team, at least teams, I'm sure, have like a separate department for, you know, immig- you know immigration and, and border issues and getting work permits and, and whatnot. So they have a lot, a lot of help on that end. But and the, if you think about it, the other end, they, they, they live in the... Um, the South Bay area, which is like the Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach area, which is really close to the training facility, and there's quite an enclave of kings that live in that area. Well, you know, I, I don't, I didn't ask him if he owns or, or rents, but you know, they, 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 that's where their life is. They spend mm-hmm. their summers there, so you know, you have to like rent that out. And so Adrian Kempe is in their house there. So you sort of have to take care of business on one end there and then worry about, you know, your new life in Winnipeg. And, um, you know, as you know, he went there, he went there on a tryout. So there were, there were no assurances given when he showed up at training camp. So, um, you know, he gets the contract and then they, they say, okay, it's, you know, good, good for us to come up. So, um, and it's interesting too. It's a lot of the Kings, a lot of the Kings from that championship run are playing in Canada. It's, it's, it's this interesting coincidence, like the Tafolis are in Montreal. Um, you know, Tanner Pearson was traded to, well, Pittsburgh first, and then Vancouver. So there's just a well, Jake Muzzin's in Toronto. So, <laughs> so they're all yeah. You're right though. People forget that these are, you know, these are athletes. Of course, they're athletes, but people forget they're they're people. They have the same kind of problems that you and I have, and um, it, it's it's meaningful, you know. And, and you spoke with his wife, Carrie, in the piece. Can you just touch on some of the things that, that she's had to go through here? And do you know if things are kind of smoothed out and at least semi-normal right now for the Lewis family? Yeah, I think quarantine is over. I talked to her a few days before, like right near day 10 or 9, and it was nearing the end. So it's it's they're through it now. Um, like, knock on wood, I haven't checked with them, but I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> they're through um, you know, the thing, uh, a couple things, she, she grew up, she spent the first 10 years of her, her life in Rapid City, South Dakota. So um, the snow and cold won't be a big shock to her. <laughs> well, today, maybe. <laughs> maybe today. Yeah, maybe today. And I told her I grew up in Minnesota. I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Um, but I, I, think, I think she's just thrilled that he has found a situation that, that is such a good fit because, um, you know, Everybody, it's the dream to start your career and finish your career in the same place. You know, very few players are able to achieve that. You know, um, does Dustin Brown with the Kings will likely pull that off? But as she said, she said to me when we were talking, she said, "I'm getting emotional. He'd been in LA for so long, and and the other point was he really didn't kind of get to finish." the season the way he would have wanted to because it was just paused and on yeah. March 11th and no one knew it was going to happen. So um, he, didn't really, he didn't really get a proper send-off. Um, 
you know, I think the writing was on the wall. Um, I think they sort of checked out uh, to see if there's interest in him in the trade market close to the deadline, and there wasn't at the time. So um, it was pretty clear, and, and Rob Blake was pretty honest with him. That's what Trevor told me in the interview that you know, we, we, the Kings pretty much said, hey, we want to play the kids. We're rebuilding. It's the youth movement, and uh, I think he appreciated that they were honest with him on that front. Well, and he's getting a hell of an opportunity right now. I don't know if you saw the Jets' recent lineup changes with Pierre-Luc Dubois coming into the mix. But speaking of Dubois, Trevor Lewis is on a line with Pierre-Luc Dubois and, and <laughs> Kyle Connor. I don't, I don't know if he ever had the opportunity like that in L.A., but how, how are the mitts? Is he going to be able to keep up offensively with those two? Well, like I said earlier, he, he just seemed, you know, I, I haven't watched all, well, I, when I was working on the story, I watched a few more of their games, and, um, you know, they've been off for a while, so I'm really curious mm-hmm. to see. I'm really, I really do want to see that line and how that looks. Um, you know, he does seem a little bit faster to me, but uh, that is, a, like you said, that's a fantastic opportunity, and um, it, it is sort of, you know, one thing when you've covered somebody for a long time, you, you do tend to sort of see how they're doing, and, and um, you know, there's some players in the Kings that were sort of, um, I wouldn't say getting ragged on by the fans, but the, there's some discontent because the team was playing poorly, and uh, and you know we need to change, we need to change. Well, like for the most part, almost everybody who's left has prospered. You know, from Alec Martinez with Vegas, right on mm-hmm. down to you know Jake Muzzin. So uh, and you know so far so good with Trevor Lewis. So I am really really curious to, to watch that game. Now one of they're going to keep playing the Flames like every every game. Like, it, it's finally going to end here. They'll, they'll finish up with the Flames on on Tuesday night, and then every everyone's really excited for the two against Ottawa because those are the games. It's it's turned into the free spot of the bingo card up in the North Division. So so fans always enjoy that one, and then you can hit the over two if you're betting on the games. Well, these games are a heck of a lot of fun watching. I'm I'm really enjoying the, the North Division, and uh, it, it's like yeah, it's like you know best of seven series, <laughs> or it was a bit of a playoff slash baseball because you know the way the baseball yeah. schedule structured. I I'm really I'm enjoying it. I really am. Yeah, I, I hope they keep the baseball style series a little bit once things get back to normal by next season. Uh, before we let you go, Lisa, and again, thanks so much for taking the time to join me tonight. I do want to ask just quickly about Derek Forbert, who has been a bit of a fan favorite here in Winnipeg since he stepped on the ice and now him and his partner Neil Pionka are essentially the team's top pairing they're playing the most at even strength and he's chipped in with some some pretty big offensive plays as well was this something that you saw a lot of out there in LA I know he played you know for a time on the top pair with Drew Doughty but he's just been you know a revelation at it and at one million dollars he's been you know one of Kevin Chevalier's sneakiest good moves yeah, that, that's quite that's quite a nice bargain, and I think I, I think oh, like a lot of um, what went on last season was he was he was injured and, and and started got a real you know and and never really quite seemed to find a stride, and then you know I think the Flames really liked him. I think the Flames did like him, but I think they got into some situations where they're trying to play some of their younger players, so he became he became expendable in terms of them not pursuing him in free agency, um, but. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a former high draft pick. I mean, I, there was a lot of um, promise in, in our, surrounding him, and, and I thought that he was a very effective, at different times, partnered for Drew Doughty. Um, and it just goes to show, like I said, you, you know, like what he did last year, he just, he just never really quite got up to speed coming back after a, a long-term injury like that. 
Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you just let people know where they can find the Trevor Lewis article and, and everything you else you write for The Athletic? Well, um, a few places. <laughs> Theathletic.com, you can go to the Kings, uh, Kings site there, and there's a couple stories. And I, I'll tell you one thing real quick. I, I wrote about a goalie that they, they reclaimed on waivers, Troy Grosnick from, from Edmonton. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> he, poor guy, yeah. Drove from L.A. to Edmonton, and he, he is now back in L.A. He texted me today. He, he got back. So he drove back and forth. So, um, oh so that that's the story. That's at the top of the site right now. But um, last thing, I'll, I'll, my plug here is um, my Twitter handle is Real Lisa. So uh, I, I have no idea why I ever picked that name, but that's it. <laughs> but you're stuck with it, right? <laughs> yep. As opposed to all the fake Real Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a blast, Lisa. Hopefully, we'll speak sometime in the near future. And uh, all the best. I'd love that. Then thank you very much. All right. Well, that does it for another episode here on Skates and Plates. Again, thanks so much to Lisa Delman of The Athletic for stopping by and giving us the latest on Trevor Lewis, who just sounds like an absolute beauty, and a little bit of insight into Derek Forbert as well. So, yeah, Friday's episode will break down part four Jets Flames, what the new lines looked like in that one, what they look like as well in their upcoming game against the Ottawa Senators. Big, big chance for the Jets to bank some more points. And then after that, another great interview on tap for you guys. A name that maybe you've seen on TV if you watch a little Food Network as of late. Wall of Chefs and most recently on Big Food Bucket List. But a great chef here in the city. Krista Bruto Gunther, owner and chef of Feast Cafe Bistro, stopped by. It was a great conversation, a ton of fun. Um, but just getting to know about First Nations cooking, all the stuff that she's serving at a restaurant, Bannock Pizza Tacos, and then what it's like to cook and, and be on TV on the Food Network. It was just a ton of fun. You guys are going to love it. A really, really great interview on Friday. But that does it for now. A few days from now, we'll meet again. But until then, everybody, peace.